Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews. Don't let anybody get in your way. Follow your dream. Do it the right way. Be honest about it. Do the right thing when nobody's looking. That's the greatest advice I can give you. Taking you beyond the ropes. The most exciting part about a golf game is the ball curved. Now we live in a world where there's no curve. It's pull or push and bombs away. I believe the complete player of the future is going to know both art and data. Unforgettable stories. Fluff would call me after a practice round and he would say to me, Peter, this kid Tiger Woods hits shots like I've never seen. This kid is unbelievable. And then Tiger would call like 20 minutes later and say, Peter, you won't believe this. I registered and they gave me a free car to drive. A bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Hey everybody, welcome to the program. Absolute delight to have your company. So everything is underway at the Memorial Tournament. It's presented by Nationwide. You can catch PGA Tour Radio at noontime today. Uh, PGA Tour Live is live right now. Now, as I promised you, Tiger Woods addressed the media, and we didn't have time in yesterday's show with everything else that we had, particularly the Jack Nicholas sound and all the other information that's coming out of Muirfield Village, to get to Tiger's presser because our intent was not to give you just bites, but everything. So that is what we're going to do this morning. Now, I want to tell you about tomorrow morning as well. Talked about it with Dom a lot, and basically what we think is that this field is so stout my wife actually asked me last night, she was like, is this kind of like a major? And I said, well, I mean, definitely for the restart, it's kind of like a major. But if you look at it historically, it's, you can see what Jack Nicholas's thinking was. And I'll get into that in just one second, my theory on that, and, and see if you guys agree. But what I wanted to tell you was Tiger's going to be playing late today, early tomorrow. And tomorrow, with everything that's going on with with Say it again, please, Dom. You know I'm just saying Tiger's basically off teeing off right at 8 o'clock, typically when we would go on the air, Matt, which is what you and I yeah. were talking about. Right, right. And what time today? Do you know the exact time? I haven't even looked yet. I, know I think he's afternoon. at 117, but let me double, double, double check. <laughs> I, can, I can look, too. It's not a big deal. So our intent is tomorrow we're not even going to get in the way here. We're going to literally stay out of the way so that you guys can enjoy the golf and whatever means that it is that you consume your PGA Tour golf. 117 uh, for Tiger Woods tomorrow afternoon. So the coverage today will kick off at 2.30 p.m. on Golf Channel. We have it for you again tomorrow at the same time, 2.30 p.m. Saturday and Sunday, and there are different times in each day. That's why I'm going to give you both separately. It's split between Golf Channel and CBS. We start at 12.30. CBS starts at 3. Sunday, we start at 1 p.m. on Golf Channel. CBS starts at 3.30. Okay, I mentioned to you PGA Tour Radio, that starts at noon. If you subscribe to Sirius XM, the paid satellite service in North America, you can hear it there from noontime on PGA Tour Radio. Uh, if you want to listen to it for free, you can do so anywhere in the world, actually, on the PGA Tour app. And you can listen to it for free on PGATour.com. So a couple of options there as well. PGA Tour Live, as I mentioned to you, is on right now. It's distributed by NBC Sports Gold in 2020. On Friday, it will come on the air at 7.15 a.m. again, and that's, again, what relates directly to what our plans are. 
And then Saturday at 8.40, Sunday at 8.40, all these times are Eastern. So what I was telling you about with the, this has a feel of being really important. If you look at the historical development of the tournament, the memorial, Jack Nicklaus's hero was Bobby Jones. So by the middle 60s, 1966 to be specific, he was already telling his friends that he wanted to build a facility capable of hosting a Masters. Not the Masters. So you have the Masters and the Memorial. There are so many direct connections between the event this week and the Masters. Jack Nicklaus wanted his golf course to be perfect. No blade of grass out of place. He's worked on it and worked on it and worked on it. And he's got a major amount of work that's still coming up, as he called it, one last bite of the apple. So Jack was smart. Forever, you had the Masters in April, the U.S. Open in June, the Open in July, and then the PGA Championship in August. So he takes his event, the Memorial, and puts it in May. You see where I'm going with this? He was doing everything he could to position himself as the fifth major. But then power, money, however you want to define it, starts to intervene. Because remember, the PGA Tour doesn't own any of the four majors. The PGA Tour right now doesn't even have their hands on the Ryder Cup. That belongs to the PGA of America and the European Tour. Although I'd put an asterisk on that in terms of another opinion I'm expressing right now and saying, stay tuned. Because it's been my opinion for some time, it continues to be, that the European Tour and the PGA Tour are going to become more than just best of friends. So here's Jack Nicklaus's memorial in May. Exclusive field, best of the best. You shake hands with the, the greatest major champion of all time as you come off the 18th green at a golf course that he has meticulously worked on over the years, including having green speeds up to the, the speed of, and I hope, of the, of the same quality of Augusta National. Everyone seems to be very pleased with him. I've worked a lot of events at Muirfield Village. I know the, the ground extremely well. You know, when you're out there, I've always said this, when you're out there doing play-by-play, -play, you'll know a golf course better than if you play it. That sounds so weird, but you do. And the reason why you do is you see a whole variety of different ways of playing it. And you tend to end up seeing almost every inch of it because of shots that are good and shots that are bad. With where you're going and the, and the, the rooting that you have. So here he is in May, and then other influences kick in. PGA Tour goes, geez, we don't have a part of any major, so we need to create something that credibly can be the fifth major. The players is elevated and continues to be elevated. TPC Sawgrass, the stadium course, gets introduced to the world after Muirfield Village. Because when Jack Nicklaus built Muirfield Village, he built it from the valleys up, the bottom, those streams up, and built from there, and deliberately built the mounding for the, for the crowds. It was the first manufactured mounding stadium course before the actual stadium course, which gets all the accolade and the credit for the same. But Jack Nicholas actually did it first. 
In fairness to him, though, he did ask his friend Pete Dye to consult on, on what he was looking at, what he was thinking about doing. It's all historic stuff you guys may not be familiar with. So, Players kicks off, and it starts, if you recall, in March. So, PGA Championships in August. Minds of the world start to go, okay, it's all about real estate. And PGA Tour goes to the, to the PGA of America and said, hey, we've got this crazy idea. How would you like to move the PGA Championship from August PGA of America is what, why would we do that? Because we're looking to move the the FedEx Cup playoffs out of September and competing with college football and competing with NFL starting to get baseball uh, playoffs, blah, 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 all the rest, hockey getting ready to go. You know, you know what I'm saying? All that happens in September when the kids start going back to school and, and like a light switch, everybody's thinking about other sports. So we'd like to finish with the Tour Championship the end of August. Right? PJ's listening to that and thinking, oh, hold on one second. BenHoganGolf.com, log on there today and see the beautiful product that bears the name of the legend. Absolute artwork with all of the latest technology, and you'll save the 40%, 50% retail markup because the relationship is direct. BenHoganGolf.com. And please visit FrenchLick.com when you get a chance. See for yourself why this is such an incredibly beautiful resort. So much so that it has multiple historic hotels. We're going to stay at the West Baden when we go in October. You guys can join us. Or their new suite accommodation. You can go to the fanciest steakhouse in the world if you want to. Have all your fancy wine, all your fancy, fancy, fancy pants. Do it all. But you can also go to the pizza place with your kids and, and bowl. They're right next to each other. They have a bowling alley there, I know. That's how diverse and fun this place is. Frenchlick.com for more information. Or check out fairwayslife.com if you want to go with us. So the PGA of America is going, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's in it for us? Why, would we, why are we going to move the PGA Championship from August? Right? And they look at him and say, well, look, you're, you're looked upon right now. I'm not telling you these are the exact conversations. This is me re- reenacting. This is historical fiction. Are right, you the fourth of the four? You're fourth of the four, right? You're the fourth major of the major. All right, but, but you can still look at it and go, yeah, but we're still a major, right? Well, why do you have to be at the end of August? Why not wedge yourself in, yes, right after the Masters? How are we going to do that? You'd move the players to May. I, there's no room. We'll move the players back to March. You move into May. You now have opened up the month of August for the FedEx Cup playoffs and ending with the Tour Championship. Now, if you're Jack Nicholas and you're the Memorial and all this is going on, you now have a major, the PGA Championship, which definitely benefited from this move, in my opinion, even though it doesn't count in 2020 because 2020 doesn't even exist in reality. It's some weird abomination of everything we, we know. So now, in a normal year and going forward, if Jack Nicholas harbored thoughts of, of the memorial being the fifth major, and even though that conversation angers some people sometimes, going, why do we have the fifth major? We have four majors, just let it be at that. 
just stop the conversation. I'm just telling you what, what people are trying to do and think. It's it, That's why I call it. It's about real estate, stature. And so that's what they were working on. That's what they were hoping for, in my opinion. And then they have another major parked in the month of May. Bottom line, now from April through the end of August, there's no room. There's nothing left. But there is this. It's an incredible event. Limited field, hosted by Jack Nicholas, which again, you know my opinion on that, when Jack Nicholas tees it up. When any of those things go on, I think we should take advantage of it because they won't go on forever. That much we know. Huge and significant part of golf history. And this event is important. Give me some field stats, Don. So, as you mentioned, it's essentially an invitational. Typically, it's 120 players. But because of the circumstances surrounding COVID and whatnot, they're trying to expand playing opportunities. So they expanded it to 133, which just makes it better, obviously, because everyone getting in the field is incredible. Listen to this. The top 12 in the FedEx Cup standings, all of them are in the field. All of them. 26 of the 30 golfer, 26 of the 30 golfers who were in last year's tour championship are playing this week. And, and you ready for this? Here, listen to the top nine ranked players in the tournament, okay? 17 of the top 20 in the world rankings are playing. You've wow. got Kepka, McElroy, John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, Webb Simpson, Justin Thomas, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Cantlay, Patrick Reed. And the only top 10 player not committed is Adam Scott. And I didn't even say anything like, oh, Tiger Woods, who's obviously also in the field. So it is as stout as it can get, kind of going in line with what you're talking about. It's really a major championship field. Oh, absolutely. That's the, that's the field. That, that is exactly what I'm trying to get at. BridgestoneGolf.com. You remind me when you talked about Tiger. He's playing the new Tour B ball. Well, there's a Tour B that's right for you. It has that urethane reactive cover. So Bridgestone says you no longer have to choose distance or control around the greens. You can have both in a golf ball that they say redefines a Tour golf ball. BridgestoneGolf.com. Ireland.com. I am an ambassador for Tourism Ireland, and I couldn't be more proud to be such. Do you have this opportunity to carry the message of this country to the world. Log on to Ireland.com. You can see it for yourself. And I know that for those of you that love, truly love the game of golf and have always dreamed about playing Lynx golf, why not play the best Lynx golf courses in all the world in Ireland? Check it out at Ireland.com. All right, so really excited about everything that lies in store today and over the weekend because of everything that Dom was just talking about. But let's clear a path here. When we come back, the next voice you're going to hear is Tiger Woods in its entirety. It's likely that the world's greatest Lynx golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present, from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices paint and music at a cozy pub but most of all enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't traveled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel where there is something for everyone 
from Kids Fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, Finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player because finding the right shoe for your game matters. Shop now at FootJoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Torage makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old U.S. of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. TourEdge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com Oh, it feels great to be back. I haven't uh, played on a, a tournament venue in a while, and it's been, well, since February, so uh, it's been a long time for me, and then... To get out there and uh, to play with JT today was a, was a bunch of fun, and it's a, certainly a different world, different environment that we're in um, to play. You know, practice rounds like this, and uh, and to watch the, as the tour has evolved and has started back, and uh, to see no fans. Um, it's just a, it's a very different world out here. Tiger, just a couple quick. What is your level of concern um, now? You're going to start going out and traveling uh, amidst COVID and the spiking cases. What is your level of concern dealing with COVID? You know, Steve, that's that's the the risk that I'm, I'm taking. That's risk that all of us are, are now taking. I know there's um, the tour's done a fantastic job of setting up the, the safety of and trying to ensure that all of us are, are protected and are safe. Um, but it is a risk that, that we are now, you know, undertaking when you outside your property and, uh, and around individuals that, uh, you don't know what where they've been or what they've been doing. So, uh, but the the screening, the, the testing we've done, the the um, the protections that we've, we've tried to implement on the tour uh, have shown that uh, we've had to make adjustments. But um, it's willing. It's a risk that I'm, I'm willing to take. 
And last week, Justin Thomas said uh, he was giving you a hard time that you were scared to come out and play the guys. Did you get a bunch of other calls from other players during that time? I got a bunch of bunch of texts and um, a bunch of calls when, when he said that, and uh, hence, uh, I'm out here. So I'm, I'm not afraid of, of, of JT anymore. I've gotten over that, and uh, here we are. Thank you. <laughs> Next question from Rob Oler, Columbus Dispatch. Go ahead, Rob. Hey, Tiger. Um, yep. You talked about how things, how things are going to be different. I assume that you have talked to enough guys that, that give you a little bit of uh, fill you in on what it is like to have no fans, everything. <clears throat> uh, rough not being trampled down with a loss of that. What are your expectations? What have you picked up from them? Well, most of the venues that, that, the, that we've been – um, been playing at really haven't had that much rough, so the you know the guys have um, except for Hilton Head where you can you know possibly lose the ball in the trees, uh, there there really hasn't been a whole lot of rough. Uh, obviously the rough is up here, and, uh, but the guys uh, have said that it's more than anything. It's not really the, the trample down lies or anything like that. It's it's just the energy is different. Um, there's nothing to feed off of uh, energy wise. I mean uh, that you make a big pie or you make a big par or make a big chip or hit a hell of a shot. There's no one there, and that's one of the more interesting things. And <clears throat> that it'll be, you know, going forward. And this is, I think, this is going to be set up for not just in a short term, but for, for for the foreseeable future, for sure. And you're a guy that's had more cameras than anyone in the history of golf. How did you learn to, to deal with that, to adjust to that? Was it immediate? Did it take some time? That's been a hot topic the last couple of weeks of the focus on one guy, how long they stay on it. Well, I've had you know cameras on you know since I turned pro, so it's been over 20, 20 some odd years that uh, you know virtually almost every one of my shots I've ever hit on the tour has been documented. So uh, that is something that I've ha I've been accustomed to. That's something I have known for decades. Uh, but this is a, a different world, and you know that um, that one we're gonna have to get used to. Brendan Quinn with the Athletic. Go ahead. There we go. Yep. Uh, hey, Tiger. I'm curious, uh, kind of building on that, when would you say is the last time you played a full tournament in the United States without a gallery? Not a full tournament. Um, I don't think that's ever happened for, for me, but I've played a round in, in D.C. when I won. Uh, on a Saturday, we had a, a derecho come through there on that Saturday, that Friday night. And uh, it was you know, hazardous in the morning, and we went out there with, with no spectators, um, no volunteers, and just played. And that was the quietest round I've ever been involved in, in a tournament setting. You know, that's what the guys are saying now, that uh, it's a very different world out here, that not to have the distractions, the noise, the, the excitement, the energy, the, uh, the people um, that you know, the fans bring. It's, it's just a, a silent and... Uh, a, a different world. So would you have to go back to like your college days to maybe find a round that it was just you and a, a competitor or two? Well, even college I had a few people following. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You got it. Next question from <clears throat> Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Go ahead. Yes, Tiger. Um, given that it's a compacted tour, how much urgency does that put 
tournament. Uh, hold on, you, hold on, you cut out. You, hold on, you cut out. I'm sorry, you cut out. Okay. Yep. Yes. Um, the fact that the tour schedule is compacted, hmm. how much urgency does that place to maximize every tournament, or you just approach it the way you would any any other uh, year? Well, for me, that uh, I've had to try and maximize it. You know, every tournament starts since I've had my my last procedure, so um, our back procedure. So I've I've had to manage that and. Uh, my my levels of play. I mean, I really haven't played that much since then. So, I think that um, <clears throat> unfortunately, over the, over the last few years, that I've, I've been used to taking long breaks and long time off, and having to you know build you know my game and build it to a level where it's at a at a tour level at home, and then come out and play and play a few tournaments here and there. Uh, so that's something I have unfortunately been accustomed to. Um, this was a a forced break for all of us, um, but also one that I'm, I'm excited to get back into and playing again. And when you watched, if you watched the work day, you saw these mm. these young players. Uh, what's your impression <clears throat> of guys like Colin and Victor Hovland and, and those guys? Man, they've those two in, in particular have just a, just <laughs> such bright futures ahead of them. Uh, they both hit the ball great. Um, uh, short game's only going to get better. The putting's only going to get better over time. And don't forget, when you're a rook like those two were last year, is trying to get to know the golf courses. You know that that takes you know, a couple of years here and there, and before that starts kicking in, um, generally you start seeing guys start playing a little bit better in the second, third, fourth year after it's gone around the rotation and have seen these these venues. Thanks, Tiger. Yep. Next question from Rex Hager, Golf Channel. Go ahead, Rex. Tiger, given how you played at the match, you seem to be in, in mid-season form, and I, I know it wasn't a, a very serious event, but given that you clearly were ready to come out, did you consider at all maybe playing before this week after the restart? And if not, why not? I did. I did consider playing, um, trying to figure out um, if I if I should play or not. But I just felt it was it was better to stay at home and and be safe. And you know, I'm used to playing with lots of people you know around me or having lots of, of people have direct line to me and that puts not only myself in danger but you know my friends and family and just been at home uh, practicing and, and being a you know social distancing and, and being away from a lot of people uh, coming back and playing the tour that's in my case over the, the 20 some odd years I've been out here that that's really hard to say you know that um, I'm used to having so many people around me or uh, even touch me, you know, going from green to tea. And uh, that's something that uh, I looked at and I said, well, I'm not really not quite comfortable with that, that whole idea. Let's see how it plays out first and seeing how the tour has played out, how they started. And um, I feel that uh, I'm comfortable, comfortable enough to come back out here and play again. And I'm excited to do it. Ferguson, Chris, go ahead. Tiger, assuming you were you were watching uh, golf on TV for the last five weeks or so, uh, did you find yourself watching golf like you would, or, or were you observing other things um, in, in terms of the scope of the tournament? And, and kind of uh, as a sidekick to that, if you had any conversations with with any of your your friends on tour, what kind of questions were you asking them about what it was like? Well, I think that uh, by watching as like I normally would? No, I have not. 
it, it, it was more of watching golf to see how it is now, you know, see what our near future, our reality is, and our foreseeable future is going to be. And some of the guys that uh, when they first played the first couple of weeks, it was very, very different uh, to have no one yelling, no one screaming, no energy, um, the social distancing, no handshakes. Um, you know, some guys have, are used to taking the cap off after every round and, and doing handshakes. That's just part of the traditions of the game. That changed. Um, contacts, how, how close can I be to my caddy? You know, those are all different questions that the players are trying to figure out on the fly as we're trying to get you know, back into our season and uh, participate in our sport at a high level again. These are some of the guys feel weird about it. Um, <clears throat> other guys acclimated to it very quickly. Uh, not having you know, family around out here, you know, when you're at the golf course, uh, what kind of contact are you going to have? Uh, some of the players, well, what are you going to go work out? Are you going to go be able to go work out uh, at a gym? No, you can't go to the gyms. Um, what are you going to do here? Face masks. You know, we're, we're all the, trying to figure out where all the guidelines and the guys are trying to figure out on the fly and also compete. And so it was very complicated, at, you know, trying to get a routine or for most of the players. You've, you've been in this situation before too, but I'm, I'm sure you saw on Sunday, JT holds a, a 50 footer. If there's, if there's a crowd around like Memorial usually gets, uh, and they react to it, how much harder is it for Colin to make his putt? A lot more difficult. Uh, I just think that the, the energy that even like, um, if it, it felt weird as I was watching it on the, uh, on my computer at home, like 14, when you know Colin hit the ball on the green there, and granted they've never had the tees up there during a memorial event, but if it, if they were and then had that same situation during a memorial event, to have someone drive the ball on the green that close to the hole, I mean that whole hillside would have been going nuts. Um, and so to see JT make that putt, you know the he's screaming, but no one else is screaming. That and then when Colin makes it. Normally, I mean, he didn't really have that much of a reaction, but the whole hillside on 18 would have been just erupted. Um, I've been there when they're throwing drinks, you know, towards the greens and, you know, uh, people screaming, high-fiving, people running, you know, running around, running through bunkers. Uh, that's all gone. That, that's, that's our new reality that we're facing. And those guys in, you know, JT and Colin, both how they play down the stretch and separating themselves and the shots they hit, they got into the world of playing against each other and got into that world. Um, but it's so different not having the energy of the crowd. And for me watching at home as, as a spectator <clears throat> and, and one that has played that played this golf course and have heard the energy that the fans bring to these holes in these situations, not to have that, um, you know, it's, it's very different, uh, very stark, really. Thanks. Yep. Ben Everill, PJTour.com. Go ahead. Thanks. Hey, Tiger. Hey, Ben. Mate, um, <clears throat> Zozo proved that after a long break, you can you can win out of a gate. Um, should we take that as a way people should be expecting good your chances being good this week, or should they be more tempted? Well, Ben, I'm. I would like to say that you know that I'm going to win the event you know that's my intent um, that's my intent coming in here that's my intent going into every event so 
Uh, that's certainly the intentions. Whether that plays out in, you know, over the next four, well, come Sunday, uh, hopefully that will be the case. It was that one particular week, well, three tournaments ago in uh, Zozo. So uh, there's no reason why I can't do it again this week. Uh, I just got to go out there and do my work and uh, make that happen. And do you have a plan to counteract what you've been talking about with this no fans and no energy? I mean, because you fed off that your entire career, clearly. Do you, do you have a plan to sort of counter? I think that for me in particular that I'm just going to have to just put my head down and play. Uh, but it's going to be different. There's no doubt about it. I, I For most of my career and pretty much almost every competitive playing around that I've, I've been involved in, they've, I've had people around me spectators yelling and uh, a lot of movement inside the gallery with camera crews and, and media. Uh, watching the players play over the last you know, few weeks, that hasn't been the case. And that's it's a very, very different. And for the players that are a little bit older and that have played on here for a long time and have experienced it, it, it is very different. For the, some of the younger guys, it's really not that particularly that, that different. They're not too far removed from college or um, only been out here for a year or two, but for some of the older older guys, it's very eye opening, really. Thanks, mate. I might have to allow uh, cheering in the press box this week. You got it. Thanks, Benny. <laughs> yeah, please. Thank Tom you. Rinaldi, ESPN. Go ahead. Tiger. Uh, oh, sorry, Tom. No sweat. Yeah. And. Uh, when you played your last competitive round in mid-February, yep. Tiger, how would you describe where you were <clears throat> physically and where you are now after these five months? And then just on the, yep. on the back end of that, Tiger, just to talk about what it felt to be back out there today. Well, physically, I, I was, yeah. Physical question. Yeah, physically, I was very stiff at L.A. You know, I was not, not moving that, that well. Um, back was just not quite loose. It was cold. Um, I wasn't hitting the ball very far, wasn't playing very well, and consequently finished um, dead last. So fast forward five months later, I've been able to train a lot. I've been able to um, do a lot of the things that uh, I hadn't done in a very long time, which is spend a lot of time with, with my kids and be around with them. It's been very different not to have you know, sports, uh, but we've been lucky enough to have, have had medalists open at home uh, for most of this um, quarantine period. Uh, so it's been nice to get out on the golf course and be able to play and keep active that way. But as far as um, it, physically, I, I feel so much better than I did then. Um, I've been able to train and, and concentrate getting back up, up to speed and back up to tournament speed. Uh, you saw how I was moving at the match and I've been able to progress since then. Being out here today, it's been, and be able to plan be able to play with JT today. Uh, it was a lot of fun for both of us. Uh, we play like like this at home a lot, uh, so it's different being on, on the road, but we've played so many practice rounds together and uh, played so many rounds together in the last few years that um, it's been, been, it was quite normal. Thanks, Tiger. Yeah, Tom. Michael Bamberger, golf.com. Go ahead, Michael. Thank you, Jack. Tiger, good to see you in the virtual flesh. Mm. I should warn you, uh, this question, I'm trying to start a movement. Uh, the, the bunker rake is a relatively new thing in golf. It's only been around for 60 years or so. Uh, in the pandemic, a lot of courses have gotten rid of bunker rakes. I'm wondering how you feel about that. Could that be, a, could that be part of the, the game's future, uh, playing 
without Bunker Ricks? I don't know. That's uh, certainly it has been at my home course up in Medalist. If the guys happen to be in a footprint or a previous hole explosion that one of the groups ahead of them had been in, uh, we just kick it over and, and move it out of there and, and move on and play. Whether that works at the elite level, uh, don't know what that's going to be like. What it is for golf course maintenance, what it's going to be like as far as habitually what we are as players like you who play the game. We're used to raking the bunkers. Um, so it's very different. Do you view golf as a fundamentally fair game or unfair game? I don't think any sport is fair. Uh -huh. Appreciate it. Thank you, Terry. Ewan Murray with the Guardian. Go ahead. Thank you, Jack. Um, Tiger, so much has, has changed in society mm. in general since since we last saw you. Can, can I please ask what you made of the, the development of the Black Lives Matter movement and the reaction to the George Floyd incident? And, and maybe more importantly, what positive difference you hope that all makes going forward? Well, I think change is fantastic. Um, with as long as we, we make changes without uh, hurting the innocent, and unfortunately that has happened. Um, hopefully it doesn't happen in, in the future, but a movement and change is fantastic. That's how uh, society develops, that's how we grow, that's how we move forward, that's how we have fairness. And unfortunately we've, we've lost innocent lives along the way, and, and hopefully we don't lose any more in the future as we move to a, a much better place socially. Thank you. Go into chair with golf.com. Go ahead. Yeah, Tiger, I was wondering, um, you know, people have been spending all, all kinds of different time at home during quarantine and lockdown. I was wondering if there's anything that you've been able to do, one or two things you ordinarily wouldn't be able to just because you've been stuck at home during this time. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of things that I, I hadn't, hadn't done a long time and one was sport-wise and physically is that uh, we were playing quite a, quite a bit of tennis and that was very different and uh, something I hadn't done in a very long period of time because I hadn't been able to do it physically and kids enjoyed it. Um, we were able to do that in the backyard and again at the time to have the social distancing and, and be away from one another, um, from each other. You know, soccer's, soccer's been, been gone. Um, as I said, that for us, we've been lucky enough to have had you know medalists open and be able to play and you know, practice social dis distancing and and still enjoy and be active and be outside. Uh, but as far as a lot of things inside the house, well, <laughs> watch watch a lot of TV, read a lot of books, and uh, trying to pass the time at times. What's the best book you've read? Well, one of my favorite authors, Dean Koontz, um, California guy, and um, horror novel. So uh, I've read a few of those. Thanks, Tiger. Mm -hmm. uh, time for a couple more questions. We'll go to Jamie Weir with Sky. Thanks very much. Uh, hello there, Tiger. I just wanted to get your thoughts on the postponement of the Ryder Cup. Two-part question, really. One, do you agree with it? And two, with everything now skipping forward a year, Italy will be a few months before your 48th birthday. Is that the one you're targeting to be captain at? As far as captaining, you know, we haven't looked that far. It's uh, the 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 world has changed so fast. You know, the the fact that we were going to play the Ryder Cup, we're in position. What are we can do uh, as far as the vice captains, the team, how how are we going to play practice rounds going forward, and gelling as a team. 
this year, all of a sudden, the tour is suspended, we're not playing, and we still haven't come up with a plan going forward, you know, how we're going to figure out the points for now, not this year, but next year. Uh, how many picks is uh, Strix going to get? Um, is that going to change? Are so going to be the same? Where is the points cutoff going to be? Or are we going to be accumulating points at all throughout all this? None of that's been figured out yet. And quite frankly, a Ryder Cup without fans is, is not the Ryder Cup. It is, is now, okay? So when the Ryder Cup first started, there weren't that many people involved in the game and, or whether it was GB&I versus the U.S. Uh, but the world has expanded. The events has, has expanded. And as far as I can remember, I've always seen people involved in the Ryder Cup and the chanting and screaming and um, the participation, the bipartisanship that has been you know, part of, the, part of the sport and part of the event. I think that what they did uh, with suspending it for the year and then moving it to next year was the right thing. We couldn't have an environment in which we could protect all the fans that were going to be involved uh, and have that type of insurance. So obviously that, if that's the case, you can't have the fans. Well, if you can't have the fans, it's not the Ryder Cup. So uh, we did the right thing of, of holding off for the year. And now from the U.S. side, we're going to have to figure out how we're going to accumulate points, how many points, how many, sorry, how many players is Strix going to be able to pick, and, and figure that out and, and build our team from there. You must have given some thought to whether you'd like to captain on U.S. soil or on, on European soil. I did my captaincy last year, and uh, it was uh, a lot of work, and I'm sure that uh, I'll look into that in the future. Thanks, Tiger. Good yeah, luck. thank you. Appreciate it. And we'll take our final question from Brian Wacker, Golf Digest. Hey, Tiger. Thanks for doing this. Um, just a couple quick questions, and, and you've touched on this a little bit already. Just curious, um, as you've watched on TV, what have been your observations from a golf standpoint in terms of low scoring, in terms of um, course setup and that sort of thing? Well, the courses have been set up on a little on the, on the easier side, like a rough um, Right. Uh, the guys have, have noticed that the pins have been slightly easier. The greens have been more watered. Uh, trying to force you know a pace of play to kind of move around better, but the guys have just absolutely played unbelievably well. Considering the fact that we've been um, suspended for a while, and to see the guys come out in that good a shape, uh, you've seen players. At, well, initially you saw one of two things: either guys have come out rusty and not played well at all, and uh, have not played well, or have you seen guys have taken off and run away with it and have gone low. The low scores have been low and cumulative. You see the cuts at three, four, under par, you know, each and every week on the venues that I know that are traditionally very hard. To see the scores, you know, last week um, here at Muirfield, I mean, that was, I've never seen anything like that. To see that many guys that low and uh, on a golf course that I know is, is <laughs> has always been very hard and very difficult. Uh, I think that what the players have, have started to figure out as they've come back and they've started getting into the rhythm of playing again, um, understanding the new environment that we're now in, uh, it's been it's been fun to watch and be even better to be a part of this week. And secondly, just a, a follow-up, what do you make of what, of what Bryson has been doing and um, more from the standpoint of, of what do you think the future of the sport looks like in terms of distance? 
Yeah, it, uh, he's figured out a way to increase distance and, and maximize uh, his efficiency with his, not only his driver, but all of his clubs, but in particular the, the, the driver. Um, if I just look back and, and when, you know, when I first started playing the tour, or, or right before I started playing the tour, uh, we didn't have track vans, we didn't have launch monitors. Uh, guys were learning how to, you know, bend clubs, you know, on, on their knee to try to take loft off of it. Uh, you know, that's, that's now a change. Now you can go into, you have all these different you know, launch monitor technologies in which you can send a whole bunch of balls and figure out the shafts, the, um, the conditions that you want to optimize carry. And what Bryson's done is no easy task. I mean, he's got to put in the time and put in the reps and he's figured it out. He's gotten stronger, faster, um, bigger and has created more speed but more importantly it's he's hitting it further but let's look at the fact that he's hitting it as straight as he is that's probably the, the more the most difficult thing to do the further you hit it the more the tangent goes you know more crooked more um, along its along its line and so the fact that he's figured that out and he's able to rein in uh, the foul balls has to me has, has been equally as impressive as as his gains off the tee distance wise. Wearing the right golf shoe matters. That's why FootJoy offers more styles of shoes for more types of players than anybody else. So you can get matched with the right golf shoe for your game on FootJoy.com with the FJ Shoe Finder. By answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and preference. Whether you walk or ride, prefer cleated or spikeless, ultra stable or flexible. If you need a narrow or wide or extra wide, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with a golf shoe that's right for you. Does your golf shoe match your game? Find out with the FJ Shoe Finder. Visit FootJoy.com slash Shoe Finder today. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgetone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior product. So I did. I came back and I started playing with the Bridgetone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also to have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with thegolftravelgroup.com. At Ben Hogan Golf, we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. 
That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micromanufacturing, no mass production, and no shortcuts. Visit BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour quality products and factory direct prices. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Core, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com. 